0: This is Erin Lindstrom, and you're listening to Thank You for You. This is a show about celebrating and acknowledging our humanness as well as our beingness the easy and the hard, the gifts and the gifts we don't really like but choose to accept anyway. This is a show about and for people in pursuit of more peace, more joy, more money, more justice, and more of the awe that life has to give us. Thank you for being here, and thank you for you. Welcome back to Thank You For You. I am so excited for today's episode, which I say every episode because I genuinely mean it. You're welcome. <laughs> so today we have a guest who I am so excited to sit down with um, and actually have like a full a full conversation. I feel like we're always talking about things specifically going back and forth um, and the opportunity to just um, chat with Neha today and really, um, really like listen that's what I want to do is listen, um, and that feels clear as day. So we're going to go with it. Uh, so before we hop into the actual episode, I want to share a little bit, a little bit about Neha with you. And so Neha likes to say that astrology is your story, and human design is your strategy. Energy is the work, and she's your girl. Neha is an astrologer, human design practitioner, energy healer, and certified life and success coach who blends all of her areas of expertise to help soulful and ambitious people grow from a place of joy, ease, and alignment. With her clients, she holds space for unlearning and healing from systematic bullshit and remembering of who you truly are so that you can live your life in alignment with what feels organic and real for you. This creates results like making more money by being yourself, honoring your inner authority and intuition, and deepening your relationship with your higher self and healing. Hashtag soulful success. (laughs) Ney has been studying astrology for 10 years and blended in human design three years ago. She's a Reiki-attuned healer, and she's a board-certified life success coach, clinical hypnotherapist, and EFT and NLP and time techniques practitioner um, through the Quantum Ripple Effect Institute, which is just like, oh my God, so much knowledge. I love it. Um has worked with over 130 clients in three years of being in business, and is excited for this conversation. So, Naya, thank you so, so, so much for being here. Hello,
1: I'm so excited to be here. It was so fun to read my bio. Read back. I- <laughs>
0: I am so cool. (laughs) I know. It's like the radio show. It feels nice. Um, I love it. So we start off our podcast episodes by asking um, a question, and I feel like you're going to have a really (laughs) unique and wonderful answer to this, and you are welcome to interpret this as you wish. The question or questions are, who are you and how did you get here? Mm, Wow. This is such a juicy question.
1: And this is really, it feels timely because I've just basically spent the beginning of 2021 coming back to the roots of my business and like, Mm. what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? What are my values? And like, how do I actually be that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not just talk about cute values and a cute mission statement, but like going real deep with that. Mm -hmm. So who I am and how did I get here? I got here. I think a big, significant part of the story starts when I was born because I'm all about birthdays. I practice astrology and human design, which are in your birthday. So I was born in Russia. I'm a Leo with a Scorpio moon and Libra rising, if you care about that. I'm a manifesting generator, six, Woohoo! woo-hoo. And <laughs> um, little baby me traveled... She was born in Russia. Her family's from Nepal. So we went back to Nepal. We hopped around the U.S. We traveled. We went to Thailand and different places. So growing up, I was like always traveling. And then I was about like six years old and we moved to Houston and we just stayed there. And I was like, mm. and I just felt so awkward. I like didn't know English very well. Like English was my, um, Like I was in ESL in school and like all these like awkward experiences kind of built up to like having anxiety really bad throughout like basically from 10 to 19. Like that decade was just like anxiety filled. And -hmm. then when I was about 19, about uh, 19 years old, I turned 19 that summer. I had just had like the craziest 2 years in upstate New York with like I feel like I went to college thinking I was going to like major in something cool and I majored in trauma and I came back home <laughs> and <laughs> uh, surprise surprise um and I came back home and I was just like staring at myself in the mirror like Michael Scott to my inner Toby it's like why are you the way that you are And just a few months before that, um, a friend had decided that she was into astrology and I had secretly been studying it for many years at that point, but because I'm a manifesting generator and I am here to respond, the moment she said that it sparked something in me. And that was really something that carried me through like, kind of like a spiritual awakening or Mm -hmm. AKA going to therapy and having PTSD and like dealing with my mental health. Um, and, uh, so I started studying astrology and as I was doing it, it was just like all I did. Like, it was mm. like, I'd be at my work where I, w- I was a behavior therapist and I'd be like reading my coworkers charts and like, I'd be like in the back of my head. I'm like, okay. So I I was working with special needs, um, kids. And when I would like work with them in the back of my head, I'd be like, okay, he's a Virgo. All right. So how do I <laughs> post this? You know? And it, cause uh-huh. I guess I I kept feeling like energy work was the missing piece and like really, really creating that sustainable change. Like I kept seeing like kids improve and there'd be so many amazing results from behavior therapy and ABA. And sometimes there'd be regressions or, or like something wasn't clicking all the way. And like, just from my perspective, I was like, I didn't have the word for it at that time, but I was like, what's missing is energy work. And so, like through a bunch of people telling me like I should start selling my readings and like stop reading their own charts because they didn't care. <laughs> I I was like, uh-huh, mm mm-hmm. As a manny gen, I started responding. And so 20, 21-year-old me was like, let's try this. And I started selling readings at like in 2017, but I established my LLC in 2018. So I've been in business officially for three years and it's been so much of like just experimenting and learning and like putting myself out there and connecting with awesome people like you Mm -hmm. and like, and I kept for a long time because I haven't, I'm not the six figures in six months story. I'm the same girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, it's been three years and I still have a part-time job story, Mm -hmm. you know, and honoring that. But like now that I've been coming back to the roots and like coming back to my why and my values and embodiment I'm just like, oh, my God, I've connected with amazing people. Like I've learned works and been offered wisdom and insights that have really just like my life was never the same after that, even if yeah. I didn't realize it in the moment. <laughs> um, and I've just really come into my gifts and like, a, like become really confident and being like, like, you know, I come from like the psychology background. So I was really cognizant of like, I don't want to like be someone's trauma therapist. And I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of that happening in the online world. I'm like, oh, like we need to stay in integrity. Um, that's a side note. I in human mm-hmm. design have a cross of distraction. So she's a lot of side <laughs> notes.
0: <laughs> um, I love a good side note. Yes. <laughs>
1: um but like coming into like what my scope of practice is coming into like what I love doing and knowing that for a while I couldn't stand fully doing readings and that's why I wasn't really selling them or I would I, uh, like fully like in the way I, I was like I want to mm-hmm. reach all these goals but I wouldn't reach all these goals because I didn't even like doing it that much
0: mm. because what I
1: really loved was taking the astrology the human design or like even besides that, just the story that the client, a client brings me and then like doing the coaching and the healing and going deeper and like, okay, so like now that we know how you're energetically aligned, like let's unlearn the, the shit that's in your way of just being yourself. It's like, mm-hmm. um, unbecoming in a way,
0: mm. Yeah, unbecoming. I like that. Hmm. Mm, so, when you talk about kind of like getting really clear on like who you are and your purpose and your work in this world, can you speak to that a little bit? Like, how? Because I think it's interesting too, even you kind of like going on this journey of like really clarifying that. And like, that's the work that you do with your clients, right?
1: Yes, it's actually so interesting because, like, Mm -hmm. when I was a teenager, I didn't, I had no idea what I wanted to be, which Mm -hmm. is like really funny because from a young age, I was always interested in like brains and behavior and psychology. (laughs) and spirituality and like mystical shit. Um, But while I was actually living in it and being my teenage self, I was just like, I have no idea. Like I would just ask people and like, what the hell do I major in in college? Like um, Mm -hmm. my parents wanted me to pursue being a doctor because like my mom really loves medicine and wanted me to like, Pursue like her passion in a sense that she mm-hmm. never had to fulfill, um, though she is like an amazing and she knows so much about the medical field just because of her own life experience as a six two mm-hmm. human, and like now doing what I do and like like going on my journey I feel like w- so clear about what I who I am and what I do which is really funny coming from like a 24 year old because I'm like I don't really know other 24 year olds mm-hmm. were this clear about who the fuck they are so why is that important it's important because like there's so, many shit, there's so much shit in the world that just pulls you away from yourself. And mm-hmm. we're told to like operate in these ways that are incorrect for us. Those ways might be correct for someone, but mm-hmm. it, it might just not be for you. Um, and there might have been things you learned in the world that are correct for you. And so like coming to like this awareness, just like- when I say spiritual awakening, there's not something that happens. You don't get just like bopped in the head. It's like, what happens is you become awake to the energy that's already awake in the background of your awareness. And then as you start to do that, it's like your soul awakens and it's like, there's no way you can unsee what you've seen about yourself and like the essence that you feel. And, your essence is going to peek through no matter what when you are like those moments where you have no idea what time it is because you've lost track of time, where you're just so connected and in flow. You don't need human design and astrology to tell you what that is because you've mm. already had glimpses of that. And through human design and astrology, I think it's just such a clear illustration because what it does is both those systems work it with symbols and archetypes and messages and these su- these things that speak directly to our subconscious. For example, when I was telling my story, my son, so my son in human design is in Leo. And then in mm-hmm. human design, it's inside of gate 56. And gate 56 is called the wanderer or the traveler or the storyteller. And so we can see me just embodying that right now in I was a kid I traveled all over the place Mm -hmm. I always loved traveling um like I'm telling stories and everything I and all the questions you're answering instead of kind of answering them very directly because that's how I correctly operate and so it's Mm -hmm. just giving me permission instead of when I was younger is like why do I keep rambling about things like why can't I just be clear (laughs) and succinct like my English teacher tells me to be Mm
0: -hmm. like that's not
1: my that's not what's correct for me
0: hmm Oh, yep. that's so interesting. Yeah. So, question for you. So, I love, you know, human design and astrology. And one of the things that I've kind of like noticed just over the last few years of kind of being in this like personal development space and like the popularity, basically watching or witnessing people also kind of learn about it. And what I've noticed, and I wonder if you do too, is that a lot of times when people start to learn about these new things they put a lot of limits on themselves using what they're learning from these systems. Mm -hmm. So I hear like, I'm a projector, so I can't do that. And I'm like, that's not Not allowed in my practice. (laughs) So I would love to, I would love for you to kind of speak on that a little bit and like how, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I just actually wrote a post about projectors. So let me even bust out the, I had so many awesome famous <laughs> projectors that I had to make two slides. Cause I was like, there's Dude. too many cool projectors. Okay. Here are people who did shit in their life. Angela Davis, Nelson Mandela, Malcolm X, bell hooks, Taylor Swift, Gary Vaynerchuk, Barack Obama, princess Diana. I don't think you'd look at those people and said, Oh, well they were projectors. So they did absolutely nothing. They just had to wait for things to come to them. Like that is not what they did. Hell no. So let's talk about that. So we we look at, okay, so any system that we learn about, whether it's a modality, uh, a, a system, religion, science, literally you can apply this to anything. What your mama said, don't give your power away to that. Stop it. Mm. Stop that. Like that gift that's Thank like, you. stop it. <laughs> Get help. Yes. And the get help part is, empower yourself this is I remember when I first learned about human design uh, my mentor Kristen Jett was like we were in a group call and she was like all right like let's talk about human design and she was like okay the generators and I was the manifesting generator she got to the projectors and they she was like you're not here to work you're here to like you're not on a non-energy type blah 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 and I was like the fuck I want to be a projector like I'm because mm-hmm. that's because I was a manifesting generator who was not operating with her sacral. And so she was really burnt out. And so hearing this thing of like, you have consistent energy every day to like create. I was like, no, I don't. What the heck? And I was so in depression and anxiety and Mm -hmm. like in my trauma healing that I wasn't tapped into that. And because like, it just felt like all these systems that were pulling away from me had compounded and I had internalized them so deeply and they were compounding inside of me. I like looked at that description. I was like, that's not me. And now like three years later, I'm like, "Yep, yeah, no, I'm definitely a manny general And while depression and anxiety, those elements still come up, what the human design journey is, is it's an experiment. You are experimenting. So honestly, like when you get a reading or if you're Googling or reading books, like play with the pieces that are like, ooh, I like that. I like that. Ooh, let me try that. Oh, I'm supposed to only eat during the day. let me try that and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Oh, I haven't eaten at night in a while. Let me see what happens. Oh shit, I woke up with a stomach ache. Oh, well, even if my human design didn't tell me that, I could be like, I don't really wanna wake up with a stomach ache, so I'm gonna learn from my behavior. That's the key thing is like just trying on little pieces. I've had so many manifesto clients in the last couple of weeks. And when I tell a manifesto, they're a manifesto, they get angry, which I think is amusing because that's their <laughs> not self.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
1: but they're also like, whoa, but they also don't fully get it because. The human design text is like, you have a repelling aura. Who wants to be told that they're repelling? (laughs) Like, that's not nice. (laughs) So I'm like, let's reframe it to impactful. You walk into a room and your your strategy is to inform because your aura is so self-sustained because you're bringing new, fresh things. It's like when a king or queen or royal walks into a room, it's like, wow, I'm so like, whoa, all eyes on this person. And like, I don't know what she's thinking. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's this aura of mystery. So manifestors, your aura is not repelling. It's impactful and it's self-sustained and it's closed off. But that's because it's like almost like a protective mechanism. It's like a shield a knight has. And like I had a generator generator client the other week who was like, yeah. So I, I kind of have beef with human design because... <laughs> um a manifester came into my life and was like well I'm a manifester and you're a generator like let's collaborate and then the manifester was basically like trying to get her to do all the work just because quote unquote she's a generator mm-hmm. she was to do work and I'm like that is not it no manipulation no putting yourself in boxes just experiment with it and maybe maybe you'll find that human design's not the practice for you. Guess Mm -hmm. what? That's okay because there's so many practices in the world.
0: Mm. Uh, I love how you just like kind of blew off some of the like (laughs) stereotypes really like around the different like types. And I think it's it's fascinating. I think it's natural as humans to kind of like put something on and immediately look for the Mm constructions rather than like, looking for the possibility, because honestly, sometimes that's more terrifying is like, oh, I can do all of these things. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, what do I want? And then that, that's like, whoo! that's where all like our shit comes online.
0: Yeah. So one of the things you mentioned in that, which I loved was like really being like, pull your power back from all of the systems that you're using. Can you speak a little bit, of, a little bit about um, like, what does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah pulling your power
1: back so an exercise one of my like energy medicine teacher she doesn't really like the term teacher but I'm, i find her as one she, um, teaches, you. <laughs> she teaches me things yeah <laughs> um inside of energy is currency one of her courses she had us do an exercise but she like ble- it's a like, common in the personal development but she had that energetic twist to it where it's like who are the people and like, what are the things, um, so the exercise itself was like, who are the people you spend the most time with and how do they make you feel? So taking that and applying this to different types of systems or modalities or belief systems or institutions in the world, what are the institutions and systems you engage with most in the world? Top five. This could be the job you work at if you're in corporate. This could be your business. That's, you know, a corporation or LLC or a sole proprietor, whatever it is, right? This could be your family, like a family system. If you practice uh, a religion or a spiritual practice, that could count as one. If you practice astrology, human design, um, meditation, right? These these kind of institutional things and maybe list out your top five and like go through and check in and how, how, how do they make you feel? And it's not like a thing where it's like, oh, this makes me feel bad. So let me cut this out of my life right away. Not that, not that. So if you are like coming to a realization, like, Uh, for example, something I, like university, that's an institution that I've engaged with constantly in my life, or at least, you know, in my young adulthood years Mm -hmm. and into my early 20s. Um, And it really, I just felt so unsupported. I just felt so like not seen as like a, a South Asian American woman of color. I didn't feel like I was like, you know, when I mentioned I majored in trauma, when I went to college, like I didn't have the the support system, the sorority I was in within the university was felt so unsupportive. And like, so when I reflected on this relationship I had, and then when I like moved back to Houston and attended university here, I had a very similar feelings. I was like, Whoa, this is a bigger school. Like there was just like, another tragedy on campus. And like, just, it just felt like so unsupported. I was like, man, okay. So I'm going to sit with this, this relationship I have with this institution of academia Mm -hmm. and undergrad and all of that. So it made me feel really like stupid. It made me feel like all that was like valuable was like making money and like getting a good job and like clout, like being able to be like, oh, I'm working for Google or Ooh, I'm working for this and that, this firm. Ooh, mm-hmm. I, got a, I got a job before I graduated, like all that kind of weirdness. And I was like, OK, so it doesn't mean I have to cut school out of my life. I can still value what academics brings. But then I started realizing like, this is a historically white institution in the U.S., this was not built for people like me who are highly sensitive, who's a woman of color, who has more of an entrepreneurial spirit, who wants to like be creative and do her own thing. This system wasn't made for me. Okay hmm so maybe I stopped I I pulled as I was and this was not like a okay now I'm taking my power back this was over time and it I stopped putting as many eggs in that basket basically over time it was like okay where can I pull back there was even a phase where I dropped out but then I went back in but for that Mm -hmm. semester I needed to be like all my eggs here Mm -hmm. and then and then it was like okay on my terms I can put an egg here okay psychology let me put an egg here Mm. and so you know, that's how I feel like I've come to a place where like I can acknowledge that universities are a hins- historically white institution mm-hmm. and I can um, engage with it appropriately because it's, it's pretty much unavoidable in, in our
0: society, at least mm-hmm.
1: like in my life at this time.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I love the, just the visual of eggs and baskets. Yeah. I really feel like we talk about all, well, we hear that all the time. Like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And then- it's so easy to do in the moment when you're excited and lit up and inspired by something that we're like, here you go. And I feel like we see this not just in the systems, but also like with coaches where people are like, here you go. I, you help me, lead me, do the fit, like yeah. teach me your ways. And and the power dynamic there, like it's not healthy. And so just you kind of saying that um, is so helpful in thinking about like, okay, take notice. Like maybe this is an invitation for anyone listening to kind of like, just take inventory of like, where are your eggs? <laughs> What's in your yeah. basket? Like, and do you feel okay about that? Do you want to take a couple back? Do you, are you open to putting them in another, a different basket? Like, are you excited about something? Because um, then I think on the other side of that, we also have like the egg hoarders who are like, just me, nothing, <laughs> no one, no support. I'm doing it. And it's like, there's got to be a balance. Uh, And I think balance can be different for different people. Yes. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. So as you are kind of like, uh, you know, working with your clients and supporting them, I'm wondering, is there a specific, I don't want to say problem necessarily, but something that's been coming up lately that you're seeing a pattern of um, that it might be helpful to kind of like highlight and share? um, because. I find anyway that like when one thing comes up with one client for me, it's usually like uh, it's a ripple and it comes up a lot. And so I'm wondering if there's anything happening like that in your world that perhaps we could dive into a little bit. Ooh. Okay. Let me, I, what's a theme in
1: my client sessions? So I just want to like backtrack for one second. Sure. I mean, I didn't anything about reflectors and I don't want my reflectors out there. I love that. Let's <laughs> talk about them.
0: Uh, so I am dating a reflector and this is not the first reflector oh I've God. dated. So I have a type and it is all open, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. That's yes, I'd be. Love to hear
1: what you have to say. Okay. So my reflectors who are approximately 1% of the population, but in a world of 7 billion, that's a lot of people. So Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys get left out um, in a lot of these human design conversations on like quick snippets and podcasts. So a stereotype I feel about reflectors are, you're wide open. Like you're here as a barometer for society and you reflect back the health and how people are doing. And I'm like, why is everything about reflectors about other people? Like that's- not it reflectors are still their own human Mm -hmm. they're still we I'm all about putting that human in human design let me tell you I'm (laughs) so white right now oh my god I love it (laughs) we got to unlearn that that not that white people are bad I want to say that clearly but we got to unlearn the insidious energy of whiteness and patriarchy and sexism Mm. and racism that has naturally been in human design because it was channeled by a white man in
0: the mm. 80s
1: and, 90s and brought to us in his lens however you feel about ra he mm-hmm. manife- he manifested that for us and now we're evolving the practice so i really mm. want to note that so coming to reflectors outside of that perspective reflectors your life is like you're in the mall you're shopping and you're in the fitting room and you're trying on different outfits or you go out to eat and you go out to a tapas bar and you have all these little like different things to sample and try out. You're here to really experience the diversity, the varied nature of the human experience. You're a lunar being So there's a deep connection for you with water. And in being so open, it's like, like if we use a metaphor of water, it's like the moon is pulling you in these different tides and different areas of your life. So your life at different phases may look really different or may feel really different, even if the outside is, is the same. And for you, it's so correct to like, talk things out hear back see understand what's being reflected to you your job is not to be everyone's therapist your job is not to take care of everyone your job is none of those things it is here to really enjoy the your openness wow there's so much richness and with every single center open you get to receive like receive these different like um, all these different centers in the human design system have different themes. And you are so open to experience a variety of every single one of those different themes, which is just Mm. so yummy. And like, depending on which gates you have defined in your chart and then like the relationships, it's like different energies get activated within you. So Aaron, just using you as an example, knowing that you're a a generator, like when you're in partnership with your, uh, like with a reflector, they are gonna really enjoy the sensual, creative, generator energy that you bring, um, and then depending on like which gates you guys define and complement in each other's charts, like that will bring out a different flavor. But reflectors, you're here to try all the flavors of life.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes. Okay. Hashtag live a yummy life. Yeah, that was so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. You said something, putting the human back in human design that like stopped me in my tracks and I'm like, okay, forget my other questions. (laughs) Let's just like throw that away. I don't care anymore. (laughs) I want to talk more about this. Yeah. Because this is important. And like when we talk about the work and, and like what you stand for and who you are, having this conversation, the like just the wisdom you just imparted on us, even in the reflection of like human design came from a white man, like is important. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. I'm. thank you for like bringing that up and like creating that reminder. Mm -hmm. I remember I had
1: a white human design teacher who basically saw me starting to sell stuff and was like, I don't remember if it was indirect or direct but I could feel it very clearly being directed to me with my completely open solar plexus and it was like a you have to study human design for many years to practice it. You've just yeah. eight, 7 years. It takes 7 years for mastery. And I remember like just being like hold your horses.
0: Mm-hmm. You're talking
1: about a system that is a synthesis of the I Ching from China. Tree Life from the Kabbalah in ancient mm-hmm. that comes from the Hindu chakra system and with a tropical and Vedic slash sidereal astrology, and you're saying to me, a South Asian woman who's been studying astrology and has been immersed in all of that since she was a kid um I need you to hold your horses ma'am mm-hmm. like that's like that was just my defined willpower just kicked in and was like I don't like that um and mm-hmm. so like in that time I didn't know exactly what that was mm-hmm. I kind of like as I was coming back to this roots and I was like healing pieces of that story that were coming up I was like mm no, Mm -hmm. no. And I wasn't even studying astrology. I mean, practicing human design at that point. So outside, I wasn't like, I'm the expert. I was like, oh, like cool. Like as I add a note, you're a generator and this and that. And here's what I know. I wasn't like, I am the ultimate authority because no, I'm not your authority. You are your authority always.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. This, the idea of like toxic mentorship here and like, yes, I have seen that Example, perhaps even the example. Um, And it is jarring to me, especially what you just said of like when you're telling other people they're not the authority, it's because you think you are the authority. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about these systems, like that, we're all interpreting and like hopefully using our hearts and being the best we can be around it, um, it is fascinating to me when people like claim ownership over some of that and have to push people down versus the energy of like collaboration or cool. This is a ripple effect. Like this is important. So of course, like we should all be working on this type of thing.
1: Like, of course, everyone's getting like so excited and hip on human design because it's so impactful. It's like permission slip after permission slip after permission to be more human. I feel like when human design is in its best, it comes in this way. That's so like, holy shit, I can stop being this other thing oh my
0: God. Mm. God. Mm -hmm.
1: And then like the humanness that, that awakens, like, I don't have to try to be a storyteller. Like, in fact, if I try too hard, it won't be cute. If I'm like, oh, I have gate 56. Let me go try and tell the stories. That won't be that cute. But if I'm just like, Ooh, I have so many stories to tell. Oh my God. Just permission to let myself be with my own stories. Mm. Ah, oh, that feels so good. And mm-hmm. then being a manifesting generator, which is primarily a generator type with an open aura, the opportunities come to me to tell my story. People are like, hey, want to be on my podcast? Hey, mm-hmm. like, hey, come join my IG live. Like, let's collab. And then I'm like, uh huh, or uh uh-uh, uh, not for me. Mm-hmm. And then, and then that's so yummy and it's so natural. And I just, I don't have to like, I have to still show up and like, you know, do the things to show up, like eat some breakfast, you know, get my coffee. That's doing things. I don't need to be responding to do these things. I feel like the way people describe it, sometimes it's like, wait, so I can't do anything without responding. I'm like, no, it's just when you're engaging in new things, in relationships with other people, you thrive. I thrive as a many general when I'm responding. Mm-hmm. And then my manif- and then that manifesting part gets kicked up, and I can start creating little 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 things inside of that response in a way,
0: yes, oh, I love that. So for people who may be listening and are kind of um well, I was gonna say at the beginning of their like human design astrology like journey, but really, I feel like this is a good reminder for anyone anywhere in this, like is there a certain place where you would tell them to kind of like where to start or where to focus to get the most out of something that's very vast. Like there's so much information. Like where do you feel is like the, the thing to kind of like, (laughs) if we had to hone in on something, like where would you look, where would you start? Okay. So one, I would say book a session with me, like, honestly, like, (laughs) and and I can, I can attest to like your magical and sessions with you are incredible. Thank you. I Mm received that. Um, Definitely. I
1: feel like it's really helpful, whether it's me or another human design person that you trust and that that feels correct for you. Mm -hmm. Booking a session is really helpful because a skilled human design practitioner will be able to synthesize your chart into actionable steps. And the thing that I like about my sessions is I used to read for so long and it, and then I would check in with clients like a couple months later or a month later and they would just not, it would just go over their head. And so mm-hmm. now I've shifted my sessions from 60 minutes to 90 minutes and we spend the last 30 minutes doing some embodiment or integration work. So you can actually walk away and you can take action on the couple pieces that were like, yes, yes, yes. And then I send you the recording afterwards so that like, if you're like, wait, six months later, what did ha say again? Let me go watch that again. Mm-hmm. So book a session with me or another skilled human design practitioner. And if you were to look at one thing in your chart, so a lot of people say like type and authority, which is accurate. I would say authority is like, like, look at your authority. If it's emotional, mm-hmm. if it's splenic, if it's environmental, mm-hmm. if it's lunar, sacral, heart, G center, all of those Look at that, because that will really tell you how your body communicates to you, how your energy body and your physical body, like communicate to you in that way. That's like intuition. So not everyone has a gut feeling. People with a G center authority, they, they get kind of like a butterfly flap in their like mm. chest space, or like a whisper, or like a like a pull in their heart space. So that piece and then another piece because I love looking into the gates. So I'll tell you two gates to look into because mm-hmm. this is the best. So look at your conscious sun. So this is going to be kind of like your sun sign in astrology, but we're going to look even deeper, not just from the 12 signs, but which gate out of the 64 gates is does your sun live inside of? So I talked about my sun in gate 56. Um, And there are 64 gates and then look up information about that gate and see what lands for you. And then mm. the other gate, if you're looking to make money, and prosperity in a way that's meaningful to you, look at your unconscious Jupiter. So this will be on the body side or on the left side of the like list of planets. Mm -hmm. And you can probably hover over it and figure out which one is Jupiter, Google Jupiter glyph. And the, the one that's the Jupiter in red, usually in most charts, it'll show up as red if it's the unconscious, that is your prosperity key. That's in Gene Keys, that's like that thing that unlocks your prosperity. It's the thing you are need to bring into your career and it's so correct for you. So, for example, I have Gate 54, which is making making the right connections at the right time that helps me make money and, and letting go of like that moneyness and like focusing on the relationships that for me is super yummy. And like being able to like be ambitious in my relationships, like, Ooh, like that person let's collab or Ooh, that person like really helping people own their ambitions. That's mm-hmm. correct for me. And another client I had is, um, she had, Jupiter, unconscious Jupiter in gate 28. So that's the gate of struggle, but it's actually fuck that it's the gate of meaning. So for her, she needs to really be in her meaning, her why for her work, for it to really bring her prosperity.
0: So those are some Mm. things to look at. I love that. Thank you for those like jumping off points. And if someone would like to um, book a session with you or learn more about your work, where should they go? What should they do?
1: Yes. Okay. So you can go to my website, which is Um, I hang out a lot on Instagram at lovenehajah and on TikTok. I'm like, it's slowly coming on a yes. TikTok. Um, also the same thing at lovenehajah. Pretty much all the places. And also I'm like working on my email newsletter and like making it a whole cute thing and like something I'm excited about this month. So if you go to my website, you can sign up for my newsletter. So I'm not going to send anything just yet, but, uh, or this is like mid March right now, but
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'll start sending this out in April. And so sign up if you want to get yummy goodies in your inbox.
0: I love it. All right, Neha. Well, thank you so, so much for this conversation, for your time, for your magic, for your brilliance, for your stories, And genuinely, like, thank you for you. Thank you so much. And thank you for you, beautiful listener. <laughs> Sincerely, thank you so much for tuning in and listening for this episode. I digitally live over at erinlindstrom.com and I spend a lot of time on Instagram where I am at Erin Lindstrom. So feel free to come on over to my page. Send me a DM. I would love to hear what struck you from this conversation. I hope it was helpful. Let me know your takeaways. I always appreciate your shares so we can help get the word out about the show. There is a link in my Instagram bio where There's access to a ton of cool, some of it free stuff, including my sales and money mindset course, which was $497 and I am currently offering for free. So feel free to go get that. We can do some of the inner work together. Hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will talk to you soon.